Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 377 of the Junk Dishes Podcast. I'm your host, as always. I'm Tyler. And joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Dude, I've just been working and playing some games. <laughs> that's pretty short and sweet for me. I mean, that's pretty much what I have been doing. <laughs> yeah. Very nice, man. Very nice. But uh, how have you been, Tyler? I'm doing okay. I've been pretty much the exact same way. Uh, you know, working and playing some games. I, uh, I beat three games this week. So. Damn. Well, two games and an expansion, uh, oh. and I play another one. So, yeah, um, yeah, but I'm just doing the same. Not too much more exciting. I mean, you know what? Fuck it. I guess we'll just jump into it because we've both been playing some games. And quite frankly, we have uh, a decent amount of news this week, and we have a second episode. We're going to do the uh, we're recording right after this. Where we're going to do my bracket. Um, which will come out in a few days. And actually, what's really funny is, uh, so we recorded both of those episodes last Sunday night, and. I I put the th- in the, our lips in to release the uh, second your your episode on Thursday morning, right? So that, you know, just break them up over a few days. And I was bored at work on on Tuesday night. And I was like, I ran out of podcasts too. I'm like, I'm not really in a music mood. It's like I just want to finish the last couple hours of this day. So I went into I logged into our lips account on on my phone and released the episode uh, Tuesday night so I can listen to it at work. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so much. I, I I had a lot of fun. I mean, I had a lot of fun with that episode, and I was like, oh man, that was good. And I got to listen to it again when I edited it, and it w- really not to edit. It was pretty easy, but I just basically listen to it again, um, and then, uh, you know, then listen to it again. So I recorded it with you Sunday night, listen to it again on Monday, and then listen to it again on Tuesday. So it was it was a fun episode. So I've been looking forward to doing mine all week. But uh, yeah, we'll do my bracket um, uh, after this one, and that will go up probably Wednesday or Thursday as well um but yeah uh fun fact though for my I, I was like i know i remember i only remember when I, I typed all of my stuff in on sunday night while i was editing last week's shows and i only remember two of the first rounds and that's it um so it yeah that'll be that'll be nice for uh so it'll be a little fresh like so all of yours were pretty much surprises and then for the most part mine will be surprises as well for myself uh but like i said let's just jump right into what we've been playing gables do you want to start or do you want me to start you know what? I want you to start because I'm interested in seeing what you've beaten. Okay. Um, so first off, uh, I've been talking about the last a lot last few weeks. I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to spend too much time on it. Too. We have a plenty of shit to talk about this week. But um, I beat Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Damn. I played a bunch of it on uh, Monday. Um, woke up early while Courtney was sleeping, just churning through it. Uh, and um, I played a little bit. She ended up having to go somewhere, and I, like, I had to go to you know had to work in Monday evening. And I'm like, it was like 4.15, I had to be work at 5, and I'm just like, fuck. It's like, I'm like, I you know did the big final boss, and there's one mission left, I'm like, I don't have time to beat this, I need, I'll get back to it. And uh, uh, came back, um, was it Wednesday, was it Wednesday night, I came back to it, and I ended up, I went, I'm like, alright, I'm going to sit down, Courtney fell asleep early, and I'm like, I'm going to go out there and just knock, knock out this last mission. 15 minutes left is all I had. That was it. I could have <laughs> easily beat the game uh that that day before i went to work but um i, I don't know i mean for the most like i said for the most part i've already talked about a lot i enjoy this game a lot it's definitely um in the mid tier of like the playstation one games like our PlayStation one game ps4 exclusive games where it's like i feel like you know they've been killing this generation for for me personally i think but i think for a lot of people like well, like the bloodborne spider-man god of war uncharted last of us like all these great games it's not i don't personally don't think it's in that tier I think it's one notch below it, but still a really a hell of a great game. It's not, I don't think it'll be like, I don't, I think this, I can see this like, you know, like game awards possibly being like, uh, one of the like, uh, nominees, but I don't think it's a serious contender for it. Um, 
this year, and I feel like that's gonna be the case for a lot of people. Like, I think it's gonna be one of those games that will be like, and it'll be like, I think a lot of people's like top ten list, maybe and like maybe some top five list, but I don't think it's gonna contend with some of the other big shit we've had this year. Um, but no, I think it's really great. Like, like I said, it's I enjoy a lot. I, I just hit that burnout on the open world burnout, like I, like I do. I think a lot of people do in games where you just do a lot of side shit until you're like, all right, I need to beat this game. Um, and uh, I think the story was good. It was okay. The characters were were pretty good, but just. Um, didn't meet the levels of what you expect from like uh, PlayStation exclusive story games, like at least a story for games. Um, but I, it's still like a hell of a great game. Like it's basically like I said before, it's, and a lot of people are saying it's Assassin's Creed Samurai. Which if you want that and that sounds great to you, like you're gonna love this game because that's what I've wanted for a decade now, and a lot of people have wanted for a long time. So um, yeah, really good game. Uh, next up, uh, Gables. It finally came out. What? The game of the year. Fast and Furious Crossroads. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, I picked it up Friday um, um, uh, after work. Friday, uh, it was really frustrating. I went, like Courtney was going to have was having girls' night. She's like, "All right, well, I'll go out girls' night so you can play your new game." I'm like, fuck yes! And I went, I downloaded it, installed everything because I actually got it physically. Because one, it's one of the very few games I, I buy. Like, so I'm mostly digital. And I'm, I'm like, okay, I know this game. Like, I looked it up, and it's only like there was like YouTube things like the full game out like the day before I'm like, oh, it's literally like a three hour game like four hour game and i'm like all right cool so i'm like i'll probably knock this out fast and uh i went to go i'm like i might beat this friday night and i fucking installed it it was like a 23 gigabyte install and then i went to go play it and for some reason it didn't automatically start the 24 gigabyte download so and for some reason even though i have i have, I don't have like i have pretty good internet it's like 200 megabytes um uh, and like everything else was working fine. I was able to do everything else fine. Uh, but for some reason, my PS4 would not fucking download this thing. And it took two hours to download this patch. And I have no idea why everything else was running fine. I checked my, I even checked my internet speed on my PS4 and it was saying, uh, it was like 180, 190. And it was like, I'm like, why the fuck is this telling me so slow? So ended up only being able to play it for like a half an hour on Friday night, which I was pissed about. Woke up early, um, Saturday morning and just plowed through this fucking game. Uh, it's awful. It runs like it plays like shit. It runs like shit. I fell through the uh, I fell through like the, the the world a few times, and I was just like maniacally laughing at a few points. Courtney watched <laughs> me play like, the last like hour plus of it. Um, I mean, it, it sounds like they had like five hours with uh, Tyrese, Vin, uh, Vin Diesel, and Michelle Rodriguez because those were the only three people they got from the main games. Like they had like five hours to so, like, all right, here's your lines, say them, or like they had like. They just did it over the phone. And it's like, all right, just read this fucking line. And that's fine. And like, it was so deadpan. Like, there was, like, no emotion in it. Um, not, I mean, if this would have been fine, like, 15 years ago, maybe, especially for, like, those, like, you know, uh, movie tying games. Like, okay, this is what we expect. But it's, like, it, it's bad even for those, I think. Like, in this game graphically, I don't think this game would impress us graphically in 2010. I think Halo <laughs> 4 on the 360 was graphically more impressive than this game is. Uh, yeah, it, it's... It looks bad. I mean, I, I understand this game they had to make in like nine months and it was supposed to come out in May because the eight, Fast 9 was coming out in May and then obviously because everything going on with COVID, it got, the movie got delayed. So the game got delayed to August. Um, but they didn't keep working on the game because the game had to, been, had to be done by like April. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's not good. It's just it's so boring. Like there's so many parts of this. Like, the, the, like I said, I, I probably beat the campaign a little under four hours. Uh, and a good chunk of it is just you driving to like locations you need to be at, but there's like no talking or it's just silence. You're just driving around. Um, 
and it's I played there's no I don't think there's any like difficulty level for it and um it's so easy I think I failed one thing it's just because I had to beat this uh, destroy this tank in a, in a certain time period and that was the only reason I lost and I barely like I, I was like one hit away from beating it one or two hits away from beating it and um I'd be easily in my next try but it's like even the checkpointing is bad where it, this feels like a fucking like like everything way it's like we've like it just shows you like how far we've come in gaming over the last like especially just generation but even last generation where it's like checkpointing is not bad like you expect this like some of these checkpointing is like you expect this like on like ps2 like era kind of shit like the, the way it feels like the way the game feels like i felt like not only was i trying to complete the task in the game but i was fighting the game itself to complete the task wow where it's just so clunky it doesn't run well like the it's just, and it's like rubber banding like really bad rubber banding when you're like trying to like catch up with stuff like like you can see like the meters it's ahead of you it'll tell you like you're oh, you're 100 meters away from this person and then like it's it's faster than all of a sudden you're like for no reason you're going a straightaway now you just you went from like they're they were like slowly get, are they're getting away from you very slowly faster like they're getting away from you like all right 10 seconds later now they're 105 meters away from me, now they're 110 meters away from me and then 30 seconds later you're right up on their ass <laughs> and it's like oh, okay and it's like that was and that was a, like, the final mission was extremely frustrating where like, that was the whole fuck, fucking final mission where you had like stopped this rocket from blowing up and causing a bunch of damage uh like destroying like new orleans basically and i was just like it was i was fighting because like like you only have so long to do this shit but it's like randomly the fucking rocket would get would be faster than you and then you would just be right up like underneath the fucking rocket and it's just like yeah it was and that like the whole game was like that like it just it's broken. It's not well. It's not broken. It doesn't run well. Uh, it looks bad. Um, the voice acting is shit. The I mean, if it literally feels like you would like you expect this from like uh, like an like a, this is like a 2007 type of game, the way it feels and the way it looks and everything. It's just it. It's just bad. And I fucking love it, Gables. It's great. <laughs> like I uh, I've I've talked to people into buying this game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing God's work or not, or I'm going to hell for this. Um, but I don't know, man. It's like I, I beat the game. I was like, Courtney's like, are you liking this game? I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> and someone's like, someone's like, is this game like, is it playable or is it garbage? And I'm like, yes, 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 it is. Or like, no, is it fun or is it garbage? And I'm like, yes, yes, yeah, it, it definitely is. Again, I had the guy at work and I was talking about it too, and he's like, I was telling him, he's like, I'm buying my, my copy tomorrow. I'm like, dude, don't do that. Like this game was gonna be like thirty bucks by the end of the month or sometime in like, I mean, with, with the next six weeks, you will see this game for $30 and that's time to buy it. Like I, I'm, I'm going to like, tr- I looked it up. I can trade it for like 30 bucks at GameStop. Cause this is why I bought it physically is cause I was like, I knew I'm going to beat this game in a weekend and I'm going to trade it. Um, yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It's, if you were a fast and furious fan and you can get past all the other bullshit and you just want, um, you know, some of that, you know, some just goofiness and excitement. I get a little bit of excitement. Like it feels like as I was playing, you remember that need for speed run game they had? Yes. Where it's like, they had like, the, they put that story campaign in it and it was like, um, it, a lot of people hated it, but I thought it was actually pretty good. Like it was just, it, it was call of duty need for speed. This is what they're going for. It's just a bad version of that really, but it's just got fast and furious in the, in the title. With the, right. The character. Right. So I don't know. It's, I, I can't defend it in any way at all, but it's like, I do. I regret my purchase. No, um, I'm happy I played it. Um, I wish it was a better game, um, I, most definitely. But yeah, I I don't recommend this to anybody. If you're fat, like I said, if you're like you love the Fast Furious movies like I do, um, you know, and you are you like games like okay, this is bad. But wait, wait for it to be like twenty, thirty bucks. Even at thirty bucks, it's a bit of a stretch. 
But um, I, yeah, so I beat that. And then I, uh, so a few weeks ago, I picked up, I saw the, I've been talking about this back when I announced it, the Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath expansion. Um, yes. I was talking about that a while back. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to buy it. I was really looking forward to playing this. Reviews came out. I want to see what they said. People said it was good, but it was short. Um, like it's about like two and a half hours, maybe. Um, and I, I actually started playing it this morning. I uh, woke up early once again, and I started playing it this morning. And then uh, Courtney went out with some friends again tonight. So I ended up uh, playing that a good chunk while she was getting ready. And I just beat that one uh, as well before all this. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's I, if you're just buying this for Aftermath, uh, I would say definitely pick it up at that like that thirty alarm mark, you know, if you don't already have, uh, like I had MK11, I bought it at launch, I beat it, and I, I sold it. That's the reason, like, one, like Fast Furious, I bought it at launch. I knew I was gonna play the story and probably never touch it again, and that's pretty much what happened. Um, and they, I didn't think they were gonna come up with expansions, but comes up with that. But if you, I mean, there's all they have like all the character packs in there too. As much like the first character packs are in there, uh, so there's a lot of extra content for that as well. If you want to get more into it, and plus if you haven't play, played the original game, like it's definitely worth it at sixty bucks. But uh, yeah, I went through, played it. It's fine. Uh, I, it's cool because it brought back like Sing, uh, Sing Song, uh, some of the old characters because they like they kill a lot, they kill characters off a lot in this game, um, and then I mean they'll find ways to bring them back, some of them back here and there in interesting ways. But uh, I don't know, like the story. I think I mean, it's the story of Mortal Kombat's always kind of dumb. Uh, it got really dumb with you know ten and even nine was I mean, nine was you know, it was crazy, but ten was pretty dumb. But it was still it was fun dumb, and then eleven was kind of like all right. It's still the game's still fun, but it's like I'm not really digging the story. Um, and the way it ends, spoiler, I guess, for MK11 story, but like um, Luke King ends up get absorbing Raiden's powers, and Raiden becomes immortal, and then like um, uh, Luke King becomes like a fire and ice god, and then he defeats the you know, the bad guy at the end, and like, but he's like stuck, like they're stuck out of time, like the the timeline's destroyed, and they have no way of bringing it back and like uh, fixing the timeline. So then uh, Sang Sung, who got killed in MK9 comes back finds a way to come back this whole thing around it and you like him and like you, you have to like uh join with him in a group and then you have to go through and uh go back in time to be like right before uh all this shit happened and like fix the timeline uh, and also still beat the bad guy at the same time and um <laughs> that sounds yeah goofy. It, yeah it's it's goofy it's fine like i'm I don't know. Like I know you like you you enjoy the uh, the realm games. Uh, I would definitely. I don't think you've ever played MK11, but if if you haven't, like I don't know. I I I enjoyed it for what it was. It's it's fine. But I mean, I think more so I enjoyed like the Fast and Furious and the MK11 uh, aftermath DLC because like I've talked about this a lot lately, where it's like uh, we, we we've been played some dark heavy games. I have you know in the last couple months where it's like you know, it's already a dark heavy time. Twenty twenty has been a pretty shitty year. Yeah. Um, and then I, I played Resident Evil 2, 3, 7, Last of Us Part 2, and Ghost of Tsushima. Some not very happy games to be playing. It's like, so it's like, you know, I mean, like, they're, all of them were, pretty, were really good games. I enjoyed all those games. But it's just like, I've, like, been felt for a while now. Even going into Ghost, I'm just like, I was hoping Paper Mario would be better because I'm like, I just need that fun, like, fun game to play. And it's like, it, you know, when Paper Mario wasn't the game I wanted to be. So it's like, having Fast and Furious and MK11 this weekend, like, um, just those fun dumb games. It was just, it was nice to have, um, especially because it's just like I am. Oh Jesus Christ, Louis barking. But um, it was it was nice just to have those because like I needed that. You know, I needed these to like uh, just have fun and just like not think about, not take it too seriously, not think about it. Um, I don't like you know like Last of Us like destroyed me emotionally, uh, like this whole year has for a lot of us. Um, so 
yeah, I'm, I played I played beat all of those. I played some Fall Guys as well, the free PS Plus game. Um, I, I played a handful of games. It, and there's some issues with the internet, with the online working, not so great sometimes, but uh, a blast of a game. I'll, I'll talk about I'll talk about more next week. I've only played I only get to play like eight or nine games so far, but I'm going to play some more uh, throughout the week because I've pretty much knocked out my entire backlog now. I don't have anything I want to play until uh, I don't think I'm getting anything until the end of the month to tell me why and then Tony Hawk. So, yeah, I'm going to be playing a bunch of that for the next few weeks. But uh, that's what I'm playing. Gables, what about you? All right. So there have been a couple things I have been playing. A continuation from last week, I still pressed onward with Soul Calibur VI. Nice. Now, last time that we talked, I went through the entirety of the normal mode for... Yeah, normal, hard, and very hard was it for Soul Calibur VI. Mm-hmm. And I did exactly like I was going to say last week, is I went through the legendary difficulty. I didn't have to, but I decided to get things on the legendary difficulty with my character, Killick. And uh, it was definitely a challenge. Obviously so, there were a couple of there were a couple of fights that uh, lasted more than say ten minutes. The battle I had against Cervantes, this uh, evil pirate, pretty much, it took me about twenty two minutes for me to beat this dude because Damn. he was definitely a fucking task and a half. The other one I would have to say was Mitsurugi, who is a samurai, definitely a little bit more technical in terms of his fighting stance, his fighting style. It took me a little bit of more difficult with difficulty with that. But I'll tell you what, man, when you go with fighting game difficulties and one of the most bullshit terms of, like, bosses at the end of, like, an arcade mode, Inferno is definitely one of those, (laughs) definitely one of those characters. Now, the only way you can actually face off against Inferno, I come to find out, is if you go through Legendary Difficulty, because he is the final boss inside of the arcade mode. So previously, through the other modes... Through normal, hard, and very hard, I was not able to face off against Inferno. Yeah, even so on easy mode as well. But what's interesting, facing off against him in hard mode, he, I think I would get like some form of advantage against him. And what ends up happening was, he ends up doing like about, I kid you not, a couple of five to seven hit combos. Right in the middle, while I'm trying to go through an offensive like uh, spree. And man, I lost quite a few times against Inferno. <laughs> but what well, was kind of hilarious, I was at that point in my mind, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go with one move and see what happens. And <laughs> so I pressed down triangle with Killick, which does this move to where he slams his pole, slams his, like, his freaking pole like uh, down to the ground, right? Twice. So what ends up happening is, I end up locking freaking Inferno inside this loop, where I kept on going through, okay, down triangle down triangle down triangle and this is like this is his down attack while in a neutral stance if you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but uh that's how i beat inferno on legendary difficulty i had spent 10 to 12 minutes fighting this damn final boss i always had my ass handed to me because he kept going into these fucking combos and going into these freaking uh finishers right that would literally take almost half my life bar and all I had to do was stay in one place and keep slamming my fucking staff down <laughs> on him over and over and over again with one move. And when I did that, and granted, this is like, you have to get three falls or so. You have to win three rounds in order to 
pass him. I did that each round, and the only damage I ever suffered during those three rounds was maybe like half damage because I freaking mistimed it once. So, without further ado, yes, I did beat the Legendary. Difficult. I did beat the Arcade Mode on Legendary. And after, that was like about, what was it? It took me an hour to beat Soul Calibur 6's Arcade Mode on Legendary. I went through the easy mode, not even five minutes. Because <laughs> I did that right after I finished Legendary. <laughs> so that's done. That's over with. I got through the arcade mode. So I went through and I focused on what was what was next inside of Soul Calibur 6. There is this first player mode, which you go through with your creative character and whatsoever. It was a little bit more slow and monotonous, so I went through the other story mode. Libra of Soul, or something like that that it's called? Libra of Soul? This is the main story mode inside Soul Calibur VI. So the main story revolves around three characters. Killick, who is the main character. Maxi, who is a pirate that uses Dumchaku. And, like, Shang-Hua, which is this female swords, like, swords, like, uh, woman that could do all sorts of various, like, combos and this and that. But uh, those three are on, on a journey to go through and eliminate Soul Edge. And so this story, you go and face off against other random, like, uh, characters and stuff from uh, Soul Calibur, like, classic Soul Calibur games, you know, like Mitsurugi, like Taki and stuff, like uh, Nightmare, like Nightmare, and then Inferno. Inferno's the fire, that's like the final boss in that entire story mode. I actually really enjoyed it for what it was because... Voice acting was fine. I kind of liked the aspect where they didn't overdo it with a 3D animation for stuff. They only used it at certain points. But uh, it had these sort of like comic sort of uh, cutscenes to where you have like the portraits of characters and then they'll go through and like if they're happy or sad or whatsoever, it'll reflect upon their face inside of like a comic like portrait form. It was fine. I thought that aesthetic and that look and appeal was fine. All the other stages that I was fighting upon definitely had the different quirks. Definitely had a lot of uh, great, fantastic scenery. Oh man, especially when you're going through and and playing against like uh, all sorts of different enemies and stuff, and all these stock characters that you'll go through, which you'll definitely play a bunch of those. <laughs> but uh, the main story, the main story mode of the Libra of Soul took me roughly, I believe it was two and a half, three hours at most. It was fine. It was good for what it was. But the best part about it is you can actually go through, after you're done with the main story, you can go through each character inside of the cast of Soul Calibur VI. So, as of this moment, I've went through Killick, Maxi, Zhang, I think, uh, yeah, Killick and Maxi, Taki, Mitsurugi, so I went through like about, what, four, five characters in that retrospect. And you know what? Yeah, I did beat Soul Calibur VI. I beat its main story mode. I absolutely dominated the freaking arcade mode, which, oh god, I never want to play that game on Legendary Difficulty ever again. Because that, that literally was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little bit too much too soon. But the overall quality of the gameplay is fantastic. I do love how the characters feel familiar for past Soul Calibur games, but they are definitely brimmed with quality in regards to love and care that was placed inside not only the character models, but also in terms of the gameplay aspects. 
because of the consequential updates this game has had since release, it feels smooth. There are definitely more content stuff that's being added. I mean, Setsuna, I think this character that was revealed last week is currently available. I haven't had time to play with her in specifics. But she comes with a new stage and all sorts of various other costume stuff. So, we go from one fighting game to another fighting game. As I bought another PS4 game today. Mm. On PSN, there was a game that was for sale. Street Fighter V. Oh, nice. Street Fighter V, that whole bundle that released this year for like 30 bucks, included everything up until like uh, currently, what it is. What's good about this game so far, well, there is... There's a couple things I like about Soul Calibur, not Soul Calibur, but Street Fighter V so far. Game looks good. Visual fidelities and stuff. It is brimming with content now, four years after release. That was one of the things I that prevented me from buying the game when it released in 2016. It was a shell. The online play wasn't fantastic. It was piss poor at best. You did not have any type of major, like, first-party con... Like, no, first-party, but, like, uh, single-player content, other than, like, certain shallow story mode things with, like, maybe a few fights, and that's it. But this game, I kid you not, is brimming with content. Because not only are you included with, like, Season 1 of Street Fighter V, but you also got the Season 2 stuff, and even everything after the arcade mode stuff... So quintessentially, this game, in its current form, has a lot of content. There's 40 characters. There's, like, 30-something stages, I want to say. From what I've played so far, it definitely is classic Street Fighter. I'm familiar with the moves, the combos of uh, classic characters. I have not yet experimented in terms of different characters, because I've been mostly playing as Ryu, who is the easiest character, in my personal opinion, to pick up and play, other than Ken. I decided to go through some bit of the arcade mode stuff with uh, Ryu, and there's something fascinating with the arcade mode inside Street Fighter V. What it does, it actually goes through a specific types of arcade modes that you can go through. And what I mean by that is each arcade mode is directly correlating to a previous Street Fighter game in the franchise. So you'll have the current moves, current fighters, but... Say you want to go through and play the arcade mode in the original Street Fighter. Well, you can do that. There's four rounds. There's actually four matches you can do. So each of these arcade modes have structures of how many matches you can fight in a row, how the music changes, what characters you're going to be fighting against in this arcade mode setup. I really like it, because so far I've done the original Street Fighter... (laughs) Which, ironically enough, is the it's a game that I have beat that I did rebeat this year, <laughs> and then Street Fighter Two, the World Warrior. As it stands right now, I've been beating the arcade modes on normal. I'm finding normal to be a little bit too like uh, too simplistic, too easy for me. But I think that's because I'm very familiar with Ryu. With that retrospect, I'm highly thinking about maybe trying it on a higher difficulty for those particular arcade modes if I feel like it. But uh, it still leaves like arcade modes for Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter 4, and obviously Street Fighter 5. 
So there are definitely plenty of modes for me to go through. And I haven't even touched the story mode. Right now I'm kind of overwhelmed with the content that's going on. Because you literally have all these characters you can try. All these different modes. A story mode. You, If you really wanted to, you can go on to the rank and casual matches and this and that. But I'll tell you what. it's If you want to complete this game, it's going to take you quite a long time. Because I looked at the trophies in regards to how this game is. They want you for if you want to earn some trophies, you gotta spend at least you gotta spend a lot of time to maybe play three hundred matches online or mm. win a hundred matches or maybe win three hundred matches online. And I'll tell you what, man, that's a big time sink. That definitely is. When they went through this trophy list, they expected like fans to really enjoy this game and also to really go through and go the extra mile in terms of whatever. But another reason why I purchased Street Fighter V was announcement this past week. Actually, last week. Because a couple of the creators of Street Fighter V went into detail about the final season of Street Fighter V. And in this final season, you have... They announced not one, not two, but four characters out of their five that they were going to go through. And so their initial roadmap is going to be from like the end of this year all the way up to close to the end of 2021. So we're going to be seeing a lot of support for Street Fighter V up until at least by the end of 2021. Which that makes me excited because, for one, it's one of the last fighting games I haven't had a chance to play through other than MK and other than Guilty Gear Strive, which is coming out by the end of this year. But uh, the announcements for characters really made me happy because... The first character that's going to be released is a parody character by the name of Dan Hibiki. Now, Dan Hibiki is a goofball. He has all this other, like, goofy antics that I really love. But the reason why he's a fan favorite is he's a direct parody from back in the 90s of another fighting game franchise that was produced by SNK, and that was King of Fighters. Now, inside King of Fighters... There is a bunch of cast of characters from other SNK games, right? And there's one, Art of Fighting, which uh, has a character by the name of Ryo. A lot of the moves and a lot of the mannerisms and stuff of Ryo is inspiration was inspiration for the creation by Capcom of Dan Hibiki, because he has all these different types of moves, all these different types of things that are very similar. Quintessentially, he's a parody character of this other character. But uh, a lot of his taunts, a lot of his mannerisms, a lot of his like shitting and grin and all this other stuff it makes me very excited but uh we've got not only that but returning characters and stuff from street fighter alpha and street fighter 3 with rose and oro respectively but the most excited the most exciting announcement in terms of a character reveal especially from longtime fighting game fans is uh the reveal of a rival school's character by the name of akira personally i never played that series that was a niche fighting game series on the PS1, Rival Schools. It had two games. But uh, it has a cult classic-like following. Similar to some other like uh, games back in the day, like, say, Earthbound or this or that. But uh, it's got a lot of fighting game enthusiasts excited because, for one, mentioning of Rival Schools in 2020 from, like, <laughs> fucking old fighting games and stuff from the mid-'90s, you know, that's unheard of for classic Cap... That's, un that's unheard of for Capcom currently. But uh, that was one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to invest in Street Fighter V. And so far, it's been fun. I've enjoyed myself. I've only spent maybe about an hour, 
maybe close to an hour and a half playing the game. But uh, I'm, I can't wait to sink my teeth into more of the content because I really want to go through the story mode. I really want to try a bunch of different characters, especially some of the newer ones, because some of them are pretty interesting. Hmm. But uh, I have been playing one other game, and this is because a couple of friends have been messaging me because they were interested in finding a third person in order to play this game because of all the content that's going to be releasing by the end of this year. And what game is that? Oh, God, I think I know what it is. Destiny 2. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what ended up happening last night, where I get this message from one of my friends, one of my old coworkers and stuff, and it's like, hey, you know what? If you want to do this, this, and this, and that, you know, hey, let's play some Destiny 2, you know? It's like, I'm not opposed to it. So I go through, I played a little bit with a couple hours with him and another friend last night on Destiny 2. I've actually joined up with a clan in terms of, uh, that's run by my friend's friend who lives in uh, Arizona or something, and she has this direct clan of like 39, 40 other different people. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I had picked up Destiny 2 Forsaken game from uh, Walmart for like about five bucks. So, I know I'm not going to touch Shadowkeeper. I'm not going to touch a lot of that content, probably until November. But, honestly, I'm not going to go into too much detail of what I'm doing, so I'm just basically playing catch-up with Destiny 2. I'm using my Titan character. I'm going through a couple different missions, trying to get at least up to snuff with my friends, who have, like, over a thousand light, and here I am, close to about 770. (laughs) Wow, yeah, okay. (laughs) But, yeah, that's pretty much it, Tyler. Alright, well, that's very cool, man. Um, Alright, well, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you get into it. I, I've been, like, curious about it, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to wait till it comes out. Because we're going to have, like, all of the stuff come out on Game Pass. Dude, I, I know, in right? In November, or, or maybe it's already out, I can't remember. But I'm like, oh, I'm just going to wait for uh, that. I might just pick it up and play it on there, because it's you know, going to be a progression over. So Yeah, exactly, that's one of the best parts. Even with, like, the Bungie website, you can uh, you can log into different types of, like, tags and link everything together. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's probably what I'm gonna end up doing. Um, if I do get it back, get back into it. But um, yeah, uh, very cool. We've definitely uh, been playing a lot of games over the last uh, no shit. week. Um, yeah, now we just got a little bit of a gap for the next stuff though. So we'll it'll be interesting next month or so. But um, we do have a plethora of things to talk about as well. Uh, starting off with uh, we had the uh, PlayStation State of Play. Um, and I, I talked about it. There's been rumors for a while. There's gonna be one on August sixth. And the rumors are gonna have another one August thirteenth, but that one's kind of flim- more flimsy as it's been said. Uh, but uh, they end up that on Monday uh, they announced that they're having a state of play, uh, but it was it was gonna, there was no pre order stuff, no P- big PS five announcements. It was just gonna be about third party stuff and uh, games, uh, which ended up being true. Uh, it was about forty five minutes. Um, start off, we had a uh, Crash Bandicoot four. They had some they announced new playable characters, uh, some new modes where you could play it like. Reverse, um, or you can the this the next time you play the game, it'll be like it'll be an underwater level, or it'll be um it'll be black and white, and you got to bring the color back to it, um, and just show for like you know, inverted levels. There was a couple new characters you're gonna like uh, Dingo Dial, I think, as uh, a playable character. Um, I don't think we're gonna go with game by game on this one because I don't think there's anything really big to talk about. So I'm just gonna run through what was mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, Hitman Trilogy, which it was already announced, to be coming uh, in January. Man 3, I mean, it's coming, it was coming to PS5 in January. We'll also have PS uh, VR support, 
uh, when it comes out in January, but also they will bring PSVR support back to the original two as well. Um, the next one, uh, Braid Anniversary Edition, uh, which I don't know what anniversary it is because it'll be the 13th anniversary. I don't know why that's a big deal, but um, they're upgrading it. It's um, you know from 2008. It's coming to PS4 and PS5 uh, in early 2021. On the new edition, uh, they hand painted for modern high resolution, is what they said. Um, so it'd be like nine times um, the graphics are nine times better than what it was back. Excuse me, back then. All, all social news, animations, improved sound, music, blah blah. blah. Um, and they also did developer commentary for the game too. Uh, Splunky Two got a release date of September uh, fifteenth for PS4. Uh, Vader Immortal, which has been a um, like a bunch of like there's like chapters. It's been on uh, Oculus, I think, for a while now. Uh, there, it's coming August 25th um, to PSVR. I don't know if there's any uh, price on that yet. Um, we have the Control Expansion. That's the uh, expansion number two. I think it's the second and final one. Um, this one, uh, it's called AEW. Or AEW. AEW, that's the wrestling It's company. called AEW. AEW, <laughs> AEW, which... Kenny uh, people, Omega just, just yeah. lies into the freaking <laughs> conundrum be, of the control. That'd be great. <laughs> that would actually be cool with that. Um but AWE, uh, people keep calling it like it's an Alan Wake experience, but it's not. I can't remember. It's like, uh, I can't remember what, what it actually means. But uh, Alan Wake, it, there's a glimpse of Alan Wake in it, and that's been like the tease for a while. Like a lot of people, like a big reason to buy the expansion is it's kind of like the, the Nintendo thing where it's like, yeah, the first one's so so, but the second one's the one that we really want. But you got to buy it both to get the get the you know to get the second one. Yeah. Um, so this is what it sounds like. It's a crossover. Um, so this one I actually you know, because I I I didn't realize that about the season pass one, but I have it, and I never went back and played the first one or the first expansion. So that comes out August twenty seventh. So I'm, I'm curious about that, uh, read down all that, and playing it. Uh, Tim Tim is coming to PS five. Um, I don't think there was a, like a release period on it, but this game um, I don't I, I feel like um, Pokemon Company should probably sue. This game is like a complete rip off of like I've never seen a game try to rip off Pokemon so bad even to like the music where I'm like you are like one symbol away from being fucking sued <laughs> it's it is a blatant rip off um you know, Pokemon um just graphically it looks a little, I don't know if it's different it's art style I guess but right um next up we had Hood Outlaws and Legends it's announced for PS5 um it's basically like um like I don't know like a, like a Rainbow Six Siege kind of thing but with like you know it's like assassin's creed like era like it's dark the britain dark ages it's a third person 4v4 uh, multiplayer heist where like you both have like um i think like you both have like you you have like you're both trying to do the same thing you gotta fight each other to, like end up like you know like you're robbing somebody and you fight over you get to kill each other and then take the take the loot or whatever uh then we got uh some more we got bug snacks gameplay um the Pathless was shown off. That was shown off a lot. Uh, there was like a long teaser for that. Uh, Eon right. Must Die uh, was announced. Uh, that's coming to PS4 and 5. That ended up having a big controversy after the fact. Uh, uh, Ano, which was like a um, that was like a JRPG. Uh, there was a Gen- the Genshin Impact gameplay trailer that was shown off. Uh, right. That game looks like a horny Breath of the Wild. <laughs> um, um, the Pedestrian, which is like a you're like you're like the the sign like you know, the person you see at like, the sick figure or not sick figure but the person you see like on bathroom signs and shit like the the woman with the dress and the guy and like you gotta go from like uh like street sign to street sign and solve puzzles and like rotate the signs around to get out of there auto chess was shown off and then it ended with a very long um gameplay like overview i guess of godfall 
um, which is like that was like the first PS5 game uh, announced. Uh, that's supposed to be coming out. Uh, that's supposed to be a launch game as well. Um, I don't know. Gables, uh, we both watched it. What did you think of the whole thing? Honestly, I was mixed behind the whole thing. I think the best thing that they showed was at the beginning of their state of play was with Crash 4 because mm. everything else after that was a very much of a step down in my personal opinion. Crash 4, that game looks good. I feel that the Big Car- not Big Carrier's Visions, but whoever, Beanox. I think Beanox has done a great job in terms of... Uh, with, with Crash 4? Yes, with Crash yeah, it's 4. It's Toys for Bob. Okay, Toys for Bob, my mistake. Yeah, they did the uh, Spyro remakes. Okay, Toys for Bob, I think, have, I personally believe, have done a fantastic job in making this feel and look like like an, a legitimate Crash Bandicoot game in the stylings of some of the, of the older games, obviously. I love the look of it. I love a lot of design choices. You get a whole bunch of different characters you can go through and play as. It has that classic platforming style, which I'm interested in. And honestly, that was that game along with... Uh, Another game where you have the e- you have that hawk or something like that. Oh, Pathless. Pathless. I think mm. I thought that Pathless looked pretty good as well. Out of the entirety of that whole state and play, Crash Four, Pathless, and then another game which I thought looked all right and stuff like that was you know the Bug Snacks gameplay. You know, because mm. that is okay. That looked like it had like some sort of like first person sort of like RPG elements to it. I do like a bit of the humor in regards to it, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing where that goes. Everything else, I wasn't interested in, and especially with Godfall, I thought Godfall. Let me let me tell you something right here. I thought Godfall was so boring that I did not finish the rest of the fucking gameplay demonstration. <laughs> yeah, because they presented. They presented how they did, you know, and they're doing all the events of the various gameplay stuff. And while in the middle of watching that and stuff, I started thinking, like, this really looks like a generic third-person action game. And then all of a sudden, when I get towards the thing, I started to try to fall asleep. I'm like, oh, no. My attention yeah. is going away. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. I I finished it just because I was hoping that like, there was, like, I assumed there was, like, one more thing. Uh, That's why I zoomed it... to the end of it. Because I'm like, is oh, there did one you? more okay. thing? It's yeah. like, no, there's not. Yeah, I was watching it live, so unfortunately I was not able to do that. Um, but yeah, though, if I would have known, I would have backed out. Because that game just looks like the most generic fucking uh, rip off every other game that's trying to do. Like It's, it's supposed to be like a, uh, um, like, a, like a Destiny-style game where it's always online and the constantly updates to it. Games of service is what I'm looking for. Yeah, and yeah. like they even showed like um, like animation where it's like like the sh- like a shield the way the guy like moves the shield like and it compared it to the God of War from 2018 and it's just like you know fucking pixel for pixel a rip off of that. Right. Uh, it it just I mean it was it, I looked it was a nine minute long trailer or a nine minute long gameplay thing and yeah I was just like the more they show that game like I have become less and less interested. I was never in, really interested in the game to begin with. Even when it showed off when it was announced at the game uh, game awards, I'm like, all right, it's a teaser trailer. Right. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then just like everything they've shown since then has completely uh, ruined any like chance of me wanting to play the game. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. Is like, if this wouldn't have ended it, I don't know what could have ended it out of all of this. Um, I don't know what what the most next most exciting thing could have been for like you know the, the mainstream people they get the most buzz out of it. Um, but yeah, this was this was. I mean, I get it. It's, your, it's one of your big 
maybe what your second or third biggest PS5 launch game, assuming from what we know right now. And yeah, it, that doesn't look great. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah, go ahead, though. What? I'll tell you what. For as much as I've seen Godfall, Gearbox has done a poor job in terms of not only doing like reveal trailers for the game, especially during their last, especially during like PlayStation's last major reveal for the, all the game contents for the PS5 and stuff and have that fucking hip-hop trailer like hip-hop music over this over this uh the trailer for Godfall and that stuff I thought that was a poor choice in terms of the reveal for that because they oh, did not yeah. match That's right forgot about that they did not match the tone God. of what the game was I mean music was fine but it would it felt so out of place during the reveal of Godfall and then finally when we do see a actual full-on demonstration in terms of Godfall's gameplay and how the mechanics work and everything else in that. Honestly, yeah. even after all that reveal, it still looks boring as hell. Yeah. And quite like... honest, and to be perfectly quite honest with you, I feel, from what I've seen, even though it's not a final product, this is probably going to be one of the most disappointing games come the rest of this year. That's how I personally feel about it. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be the most disappointing because I don't think anybody's really... I don't think there's going to be a lot of anticipation for it. I think it'll sell well if it's a PS5 launch game because it's right. a big game at, at launch. But um, yeah, I, I forgot about that fucking last one we saw with it. But it's like that'd be like they announced NBA Street Four and they put Bob Dylan over it. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I'm okay, gonna slam yeah, and I'm gonna slam she into the basket. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, but um, I don't. Know, I, I I can't wait from like I mean the way they announced it. They did a really good job of like what to expect and all that um and you know so i'm like all right i know they're not gonna like i i'm like right now we're all just waiting like we all really care about is date and price of ps5 that's that's it um so was like, i went into this one it's, it's different than nintendo stuff where it's like all right we know you got some shit coming and like you're not waiting for a new console we want to know what the games already have for this console and if that was the case if that was this many of the year you know i think we would be a little more anticipated this would be a little more disappointing but it's like i came into it, i'm like all right i just got no expectations. I'm like, if I come away blown away, I'll be happy. If I, I mean, I don't think I can come away mad or sad. And I, I'm kind of with you. I'm just in the middle of this one. Like, I, the, the Crash Bandicoot stuff was, was was pretty cool. Um, the one thing that I audibly I'm like audibly gasped was that oh my god, was when I figured out like it was Braid was there now when they were showing. Like I I figured out within like five seconds. I saw the puzzle on the on yeah. the desk, and I'm like, oh fuck, we're gonna Braid too. I was so excited. That's what people thought too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I can't believe he's doing it. I can't believe then I, then I saw it. I'm like, oh, it's pretty. I don't. I think I'd still. I mean, depending on the price point and all that, like, and the time it comes out. But like, I, I can see myself probably picking it back up because I love Braid and that that's a fantastic game. Out, you know, like the early days of like indies, com- well, you know, yeah. making a big big deal. So um, I understand. I mean, between the Braid reveal and like the Spelunky two reveal in terms of this this whole like state of play and stuff, I wasn't as excited about either one only because for one i never really played too much of the original spelunky and with braid i'll be perfectly honest with you with braid i didn't never really got into it back in the day it kind of it kind of like bored me because i was not i pretty much did not play the game to its full extent i only played it for some extent got stuck didn't come back to it and that was back when i played on the 360 tried playing again this year same thing happened so when I look at the announcement for a Braid remaster, and it's pretty much okay, the game looks prettier, and all this other stuff. It's releasing on PS4, PS5, or whatever the hell. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Eh, okay. Well, at least the Braid fans are going to be happy. <laughs> yeah. No. It's I'm, I'm curious because there's been like I mean like we 
I've talked before, like the, the last few years with like, you know, I, there's been obviously been a few good ones like uh, Celeste and shit like that out there, but it's like the the great indie games have been like fewer and far between over the yep. lot. and it's like they're not even really like the indie games they used to be. It's just like they're like the upper echelons of like they're like the triple indie is what they call them sometimes. It's like those guys that the ones that broke out last generation are they're like one step below being you know triple A or in that echelons, and it's like I don't know, like they're very few and far between. Um, and I mean that helps. It's part of that factor is like. 15 new games that get re- released every day. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm curious. I don't know. Cause it's like outlast. I love outlast. We both love outlast, but it's oh, like, yeah. I, like any game that was like outlast for a while there, like for the next couple of years, I was excited for the play. And it's like, by even by the time outlast two came out, I'm just like, I'm burnt out on these type of games. And I remember like break came out for like after that, there was like in like limbo and all those games. Like every time one of those big games came out, there'd be a dozen ripoffs over the next few years. I play them and like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Cause you want to like recreate that magic you felt for those games. It's like, all right, I don't like this anymore. Or I don't like this. Oh, yes. or, so it's like, I don't know. I'm curious if like, that magic is still there at break for me. Thir- you know, it's going to be you know, 13 years later. So, but, uh, I don't know. I, but yeah, I don't, it was, I, I enjoyed that one a lot. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I was hoping for a, uh, a break too. But anyways, um, the Vader stuff, I, I've heard some pretty good things about, but I'm, depending on price point, it's like, I, I want to check out my VR. I want to check out more VR games, but it's like the games are so expensive when they come out. It's just like, my fucking VR is in a box in my closet. It's like, I don't want to get, like just putting the shit together is a pain in the ass. Um, and then, you know, I don't want to get, I'm scared to get sick. So it's like, I don't know. I'm just gonna wait. It's like, I want to play Iron Man, but I want to pay 50 bucks for Iron Man. It's kind of shit. Um, the control thing, like I said, I'm interested in checking that out. I, I mean, I still need to the first expansion. Uh, but I just, I can't remember how to, I don't remember how to do anything in that game. Like there's so many fucking, you have so many moves and powers and shit you have. It's like, I, it took me a couple hours. I need to play the game for a few hours, probably before I can even jump in the expansion. Just re- remember how to do anything. Um, like I said, Temtem, uh, whoever made that game, um, they need to be sued. Um, I don't know. Like, I, know, I just can't wait from like, I mean, all this stuff I just came like, I'm not necessarily interested in. I don't think there was like a lot, like, and some of the stuff they spent a lot of time on. I was just like, ugh, like, Godfall we already talked about. Pathless, I'm in a weird spot where it's like when it first was revealed, I'm like, okay, this looks kind of cool. And then they talked more about it. I'm like, oh, this doesn't look very cool. And then they showed more gameplay. I'm like, all right, this looks really cool. And then it was like a roller coaster. And then it's like, by the end, I'm like, oh, okay, that might be all right. That might be cool. So I, I don't know. It, that's going to be one of those games where it's like I want to see more on, hear more about. And then time it comes out and price point are going to be probably the deciding factor for me if I get that game or not, depending from where I'm at right now. Um, but I don't know. I, I came out with that Eon Must Die. Uh, looked kind of cool, I thought, but I was just like, I, I, it, it sounds pretty shitty what happened to the developers of that game. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, other one, the pedestrian, uh, the the, you know, the, the bathroom sign guy, doing that looked kind of cool. I actually thought that was kind of interesting. I don't remember what the there was a date for that or not, but um, I thought that looked pretty cool. But overall, I came away from like in the middle, you know, like and that blew me away. Um, some interesting stuff, but it's like I feel like I mean we're definitely in that point where it's like. Uh, they're holding on, you know, we're, it's, we're, in the, it's still in that chicken game right now here soon. We're not, we're not going to know anything big until, at least from first party standpoint, um, for, until we get a date and a price for every stuff, for everything. But, um, well, hopefully we'll know by the end of August. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, man. We got, hopefully we know in the next couple of weeks, but, uh, I don't know. I, I could see them fucking pushing this shit until. Almost October. They probably could. I mean, they're gonna. God. The consoles are gonna sell out regardless. You know, whether they're six hundred bucks, five hundred bucks. They come. They announce the dates the, the, the day before. 
Um, exactly. They're so going no to sell out regardless. Waiting for so long. <laughs> well, yeah, but also, well, they're, they're waiting because you know they want to see who will go first, who will break down, and go first. But uh, right. I don't know. It's it's just fr- it's frustrating for a consumer because like I need to know. Like I, have, I mean, like I have the money put away. It's like I, you know, it's like I, I need to know. Like I want to get this money. I want to, and more of the anxiety of like, am I going to be able to get one at launch? Kind of thing. It's like I just want to like not worry that they're going to like announce it and then the pre-order comes out and it's like I can. I don't know. It's just the more of the anxiety of like, am I going to be able to get one of these things at launch? Anything else for me? Um, but uh, moving on to some other news here. Uh, Pikmin Three with Deluxe was officially revealed with a date for October thirtieth. Um, it's going to have. They added co-op for the whole story mode, uh, and they're adding some new side uh, story missions. Um, all the DLC from the original game is going to be on there, uh, which it sounds like like just like little mini missions and like little like little arcade stuff. Um, there's a new difficulty option that's added, um, as well as they added on lock-on targeting. There's going to be more hints, and uh, you can play the game at a more relaxed pace. Is what they said. Um, so yeah, it's coming out October 30th, 60 bucks. Uh, I don't give us like this is. Uh, I've talked about this many times before, and it's been known for a while that like this game's been done sitting somewhere on a, on someone's hard drive forever, and it's just Nintendo was waiting to re- reveal and release it because they didn't know what the hell their plans are for the rest of the year. But I don't know, Gables, what do you think about this whole thing, and what do you see Nintendo for the rest of the year? I'm happy with the reveal. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely I'm very happy because for one, that gets it out of the way. Pikmin 3, like you said before, we've known that it has been on the back burner for when Nintendo can release it for a long while. I was definitely happy that there was a stealth announcement out of nowhere. What struck me as odd is it's not releasing until October. I was not a fan of that. I mean, October 30th, yes. Yes, I can understand that being part of their fall lineup and stuff. For the rest of the year, I'm still not sure what they're going to do for the rest of the year because I'm pretty sure that they're going to want to release something major in September. Maybe another one in October. November's going to be a big one, hopefully, if they even want to get some sort of uh, market space between Xbox and PlayStation, because I'm highly thinking that both of those consoles will will release inside the month of November. I am very curious how the next couple weeks are going to be played are going to be playing out. Because I I still highly believe that Nintendo is going to be going through with some other types of announcements by the end of this month. There have been a bunch of rumors that have been suggesting perhaps there will be more announcements for Nintendo content. But then again, like I said before, it's rumor. It's taken with a grain of salt. I'm definitely taking grain of salts with anything that Nintendo is announcing, as well as what Sony or Microsoft's going to be going through announcing with the, their next gen consoles with PS5 and Xbox One as, X. But uh, sky's the limit right now for what Nintendo's gonna do for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. Like I, 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 I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, that date. What? Something came out that date last year, and I looked it up, and uh, it was uh, Luigi Mansion Three came out hmm. on this date last year. So it's in that 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 slot. I'm like, okay, but it's it's not as it's bigger and exciting, I don't think, maybe as Luigi Mansion 3, because um, it was an, an, um, Elm 3 was a, a new game, and this is a, a re release of a 2013 game, 2014, 2013 game. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I think I think they'll be so well, do fine, because um, for a lot of people, they never played this game. Um, 
I'm not a big Pikmin fan, so I'm not really super excited about it. But it gives me some hope with that date where, like, okay, maybe we'll see something. Because, like, you know, Pokemon came out a few weeks after that. Um, they usually like to have, like, a, a, a decent size September and, like, August game. But I don't see an August game coming out this year. Um, unless maybe they shadow drop something. But it can't be anything too big. Um, and then September, they usually have, like, usually in August and like early September, they have, like, a decent size direct where they, they always, like, because that's usually like the anniversary of like the when the NES or the the Switch Online thing happened. So like last year they announced Super Nintendo stuff um, for September. So I, I wonder if we will get something here soon. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it gives me hope that we'll get something. I'm with you though. Like the when I saw October 30th, that makes me a little more nervous that maybe we won't have anything else big. Maybe it's gonna be. I still I think we'll get that the Mario 3D 3D World. Um, re-release or deluxe whatever they want to call it and that'll probably be the november game sadly like it was it came out in november 2013 it's gonna get destroyed by the new consoles and over overshadowed even more so this time being a uh uh deluxe edition but uh hell i'd be more accepting if nintendo didn't release any types of uh say new new games for the rest of the year I would be happy, say, if they just released a bunch of the remastered stuff, like the whole Mario game aspect. Yeah. Pikmin 3, there we go. And even, like, say, a Metroid Prime Trilogy, hell, that'd be fucking cool, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I Yeah, because, like, the Metroid Prime Trilogy, that was an interesting one, because I remember they, that, that rumor was that game's been done for a while, too. Um, so maybe that's a, a, then a big one they can release in, like, September, because, like, I mean, they they announced Paper Mario, like, like, six, eight weeks before it launched. They're announcing this one about two and a half months before launch. Um, so, I mean, they can easily announce it and say it comes out in September, like late September and it'd be fine. Um, and then maybe just not have anything. Maybe the, the deluxe Mario 3d world is the big thing for November, but, uh, I, I, man, they got They can't make it too much longer without update for the future because it's like, if we go into 2021 and we don't really have anything else big, like I think we need before the end of the year. I mean, that's all right. Cause I mean, I definitely think you're right. You're right. Where it's like, once those new consoles come out, it's like anything they release, unless they got something super huge, it's probably gonna be overshadowed. Unless they got like the next Mario, 3D Mario game or Pokemon game, which the, the really the only big thing they have for Pokemon this that we know about is the uh, second half of the DLC. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm with you. Or maybe they're just gonna take. Uh, they're gonna. I mean, what we're gonna get here to it here in a second, but it's like they really don't have to do anything big this year. They're doing perfectly fine. Um, so maybe yeah, we just. Maybe we get that Metroid trilogy, we get the Pikmin three, and then we get the Mario bundle, or we get just Mario three D World. Because um, anything else, I mean, the rest of the after October, I don't see anything to do is just gonna get overshadowed. Um, and then hopefully, maybe sometime this year we get like a big update. Maybe December they do a big direct, and then they sh- they announce uh, they give us like Breath of the Wild too. Because the rumor for that was like early. 2021 like a march 2021 game but who knows what that was before covid so who knows but uh speaking of nintendo uh we had they i love how nintendo like they just like give you all the information i wish xbox and playstation were more upfront. front like i remember like i think playstation's like the ps4 sold like 121 million consoles now but they don't really give big updates outside of like big landmark sales for games but um nintendo came out and they should talk about like uh, sales overall are up five five hundred percent year over year. Um, the Switch has now sold uh, sixty one point four four million uh, units, uh, and they're about at the. At, this is uh, as of June thirtieth, so they were about a half a million behind 
um, the NES for most sales, and then the, they're they're about forty million behind the Wii U at that or the Wii not the Wii U. Holy shit, the Wii at that point. Um, so they're probably at this point. I mean, in the six weeks since then, uh, they probably passed the NES. But um, they also gave out some sales information on their games. And where did I? Oh my god, I lost. Oh, give me a second. I'm sorry, I had it. Um, oh fuck, I did not save it. But they gave out some information on the. Uh, give me two seconds. I'm gonna find it. Uh, switch. <laughs> I thought I saved the uh, the thing for like the individual sales. Switch sales. I know they released their hardware and their software sales all together. Yeah. Um, is this it? I, I I'm sorry, guys. I forgot to save that. Um. But um. Shit. I don't know, a few things they did talk about was like uh, like the Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics uh, came out in, I want to say, June. Uh, sold over a million copies. Xenoblade came out May 29th. The Definitive Edition sold 1.3 million copies. Um, they sold over 5 million Switches uh, this last quarter. Um, a little over 3 million of those were the regular Switch. And then two, two point, so 5.68 million Switches sold this quarter. Uh, th- 3 million were regular switches, 2.6 million of them were switch lights and probably would have sold way more if they were able to keep them in stock. Uh, also the, um, the, what's the fucking exercise game they had ring fit ring fit. That's sold over 4 million copies. And that's been one of the most like sought after games, um, since everything went to shit. Like, so that, I mean, that thing probably would have sold way more if it, uh, had actually been in like in stores able to buy, because I remember, like, talking about that game was, like, um, um, like, it was, like, I think it was, like, going for, like, three, four hundred bucks on like, eBay and stuff. So, the game, a lot of people have been wanting that game. Okay, so, here we go. I found the article. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, so, um, the, we have the top ten selling games for the Switch as of June 30th. Um, Super Mario Deluxe, or Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, uh, sold 7.44 million. Splatoon 2, 10.71 million. Super Mario Party, 10.94. The Pokemon Let's Go games at 12.2. Mario Odyssey at 18. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, 18.2. Breath of the Wild, 18.6. Smash Brothers at 19.99. Uh, uh, Animal Crossing, already at 22.4. And then Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, still number one, 26.7 million sold. Uh, so they're doing impressively well. Uh, crazy thing. Uh, I mean, Gables, you put it like how many hours into Animal Crossing at this point? Um, let's see, for Animal Crossing, it's at least, it's getting close to the whole Fire Emblem Three Houses, actually, in terms of that, and that was at least about 150-something hours I got Yeah. for so, Animal Crossing. I've heard about people putting, I mean, they're, they're putting, like, close to, like, three, four hundred oh, hours Oh, two personal game. friends of mine, like, uh, one's at, like, 400-something, and the other one's, like, at 600 hours. Jesus <laughs> Christ, that's nuts. Um... <laughs> So I mean, I mean, we people bitch about Nintendo for what they're not telling us, but I mean, they don't have to tell us anything because they're doing so well right now. Um, I mean, that's fucking nuts. I mean, three games have already outsold or already over twenty million. I don't think. I mean, I know like, uh, like I want, I want, I wish like PlayStation, Xbox, give us more sales information because I, I like to know how many of their exclusives like line up with this because this, I mean, is extremely impressive. When you think about it, right now, there is. I think the Wii U ended up with like 13 and a half million. And as of June 30th, there's already six games uh, for the switch that have outsold by five, at least 5 million. 
the Wii U itself. <laughs> so and the console itself is like at its halfway point of its life cycle. Yeah, hopefully, I, I yeah, if not longer. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's fucking. Nice. And also like um, the Yoshi's uh, Woolly World. Was it Woolly World that one that came out last year? Is that what's called? Um, crafted World. Crafted it's Crafted World, actually. You're thinking of the a crafted, Wii U game. I'm thinking of the Wii, Wii U one. I like that one. But this, uh, I didn't really care for Wii World. And I think a lot of people didn't either. But that one, surprisingly, only sold like one point. I think it was like 1.8 million. Um, and then the Kirby Star Alloys is like a, like about the same number. So, I mean, those are probably the two biggest, and I'm using quotations here, disappointments of the Switch. Where like, it seems like anything they put out sells super duper well. Um, yeah, but this fucking thing's just been a uh, Consoles, obviously. I mean, we know already, but it's a juggernaut. Um, already outsold the Xbox One from anything we know. But, I mean, I, I think just Animal Crossing has been out for, at that point, three three full months. April, May, June. Yeah, yes. three full months. And it's, I mean, I don't know. That thing could prob- is probably going to outsell, probably catch up, if not pass, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe by the end of the year. I would not be surprised. I'll give you a good perspective at the store that i usually shop my games at they usually have like uh oh gosh i've watched animal crossing new horizon since it released in march copies of that game they would fill their cost like their freaking kazakh with maybe like seven eight copies of that game and routinely it'd be almost depleted by the end of the week or even like close like a couple days yeah it just shows you how popular the game is and how much how much quality is put inside that game to where people are like, hey, you know what? I can do with something a little bit happy, you know, in terms of this moment. Because that's how I was when I picked up Animal Crossing New Horizons. I spent a good solid few months playing this game, chalking up close to 150 hours, getting myself done. I still go to it from time to time because it's fun just to go through and just reorganize some stuff, create some shit and whatever. And yeah, Nintendo's got a major, massive hit. I know COVID had a lot to do with, like, some people going through and, like, uh, immersing themselves inside that game, but it's a pretty damn good game. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd like to... I wish there was, like... I could look at alternate universe where, like, COVID didn't happen. Well, I'd like to see that alternate universe in general and just live there. But if we could live there and then see, like, how Animal Crossing would have done in a regular year, I think this thing would still... would, would it'd be 10 plus, maybe 15 million at this point. Or maybe... I don't know, maybe not 15, but it'd be really high. I think it'd be, you know, maybe not Odyssey numbers 18, but it'd probably be that 14, 15 million level. But, I mean, that game has been, like, the perfect game for this year. Like, that game came out at the perfect time. You know, what, like, two weeks, a week after everything went to shit. Like, it's just perfect launch time. Um, like, they couldn't line it up any better. But, uh, I mean, it's just, it's incredible to see, to see. It's exciting to see stuff like that. Like, um, I mean... Just trying to find the positives in this negative time. Uh, that's awesome, you know how that game was doing. And it's like, I wish that's a game I could be more into. And I, I you know, it's, I'm, I'm fucking ecstatic for those people uh, that do love that game. But like, it's crazy to think that like here's, I mean, you can realistically see that six different games could be at twenty plus million by the by the end of the year. We're already at two. Yeah. You can assume that Smash Brothers Ultimate at nineteen point nine nine is probably sold that last what that ten thousand copies in the last six weeks um but I, i'd like to see the number like i wonder if the mario kart 8 deluxe numbers because like that's been their big bundle game with their console the last two new two holiday seasons like they just reuse that bundle every holiday season like the last two years which you never see but they've done that like i wonder if that if those bundle like that, those numbers go into um 
these this 26.74 i imagine it does so it's like take out that bundle i wonder where like where that game would be like i think it would still do obviously really really well but i mean you got i mean who knows like animal crossing horizon straight up might might surpass like you you know just uh you know copies sold at a store without the bundle i bet that animal crossing would surpass mario Kart 8 deluxe but um Speaking of games uh, that came out on March 20th, uh, Doom uh, is, uh, they announced the expansion. Uh, they gave a, like, a little teaser trailer with a, uh, like a like a 30 second teaser trailer. They're going to give the first gameplay for it on August 27th, the first day of Gamescom. Um, so that's going to be the big, I think that might be the latest we'll go. Um, I think I can't see us going any later than that, really, with the, with the PS5 and Xbox announcements. Yeah. Something big is going to happen there, I think. Or there's going to be some big stuff, I think, there, because Jeff Keighley's like pushed like, this summer of game stuff like that's the grand finale so i i see some big things coming out of that but um yeah um i don't know i mean i i, I bought the uh deluxe edition it was like 20 it was like 80 bucks and it came with because it has uh this is part one there's two parts it's called the ancient gods uh but it's like honestly it's kind of weird game but the more I've, like the more i think about doom eternal like coming out of that game like the more like the lesser i think of it it's like i'm gonna play this when it comes out because I, you know, I bought it, but it's like, I don't know. It's like my my opinions on Doom Eternal have have lessened. Uh, my like my, my how much I love that game has gone down quite a bit since it's been out. But uh, I don't know. I mean, like I know you bought it. You've played a few hours of it. Um, I don't know. Like, is there anything you can do that might see you jump back into it? To be perfectly honest with you, if I wasn't distracted with about ten hundred different games, I'd probably yeah. be playing Doom Eternal right now. And the only reason why I haven't played through the game and finished it up is because I have. Other types of distractions. There are other games that are vying for my attention that uh, I feel are more deserving of it right at this moment, but I still want to finish it. If the expansion stuff are fantastic and add on to the gameplay and other types of things to make it an even better representation of what it is, then yeah, of course I'm going to get that stuff and play through it. But uh, at this moment in time, it's like, you know, I'm just at a wait and see approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I mean, I enjoyed Doom Eternal. I like. I don't hate the game. I mean, obviously, I think I love the game still. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to, to see what it is. Hopefully, it's it's worth it. Uh, but then, last but not least, here. Uh, I mean, it's been a couple of little mini notes, but I don't want to spend too much time on this one. I just want to cover real fast. But Call of Duty, like, uh, there's been they're probably gonna announce their game in the morning. It's Sunday night as recording this, and there's like they sent these like boxes out to people and says don't open. And so I think like nine o'clock Eastern time, Monday morning on, on August 10th. Uh, so that will probably, by the time you guys listen to this, you probably already know what it is, but it's like, I don't know. It's not really exciting because like we already pretty much know everything about this game at this fucking point, you know, it's like, we just, we, we already know it's black ops, cold war. Any doubt of it was ruined by a, uh, Doritos bag. Um, and then Xbox, uh, like the Xbox series X controllers have leaked out over the last couple of weeks. And like today, like some packaging came out of the box that the the Xbox controller comes in, and it says Xbox Series S and X on the box. So, I mean, two things we pretty much know everything about. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's growing more and more obvious that these uh, things are real. Uh, but the last thing I want to talk about is uh, Rocksteady, who makes all the uh, Batman Arkham games. Uh, they are they officially revealed. It's been, I mean, this speaking, you know, things we've already pretty much known for years. But they have uh, revealed that they are um, making a Suicide Squad game, and they sent it, they put out uh, 
a screenshot of Superman with like red eyes and there's a like a um a target on his head and it says Suicide Squad. Uh and like the rumor one of the titles thought for this game could be uh Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Um and they're going to talk about that at uh, DC uh, FanDome on I think August 22nd. So uh in about about, about 2 weeks away. Um I don't know. I mean Gables like we both love the Batman games. Um uh, I don't know. Are you, are you excited for the next Rockstar game? Would be if it is well, if the fact that it's Suicide Squad. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm not really too familiar with the whole concept behind the Suicide Squad, but at the same time, I'm interested in seeing what Rocksteady does with the game in and of itself. They are definitely known in terms of packing in a lot of like uh, reminiscent quality stuff. They definitely go through. And cite the source material quite well, in my personal opinion. I mean, Arkham Asylum, when that game came out, it was all sorts of full of love and care in terms of past Batman villains, Batman experiences, this and that. I hope the same type of stuff occurs with this supposed Suicide Squad game. That's one thing that I'm wondering about, is like, the quality of the game, if they, re- if they reveal it... And st- If they do reveal it and stuff, I hope we do see some bit of gameplay of it. But what's also interesting is what's going to be the publishers going to help fund this game? Because we already know about Warner Brothers Interactive that's been trying to, you know, Warner Brothers in and of itself trying to sell off a lot of its subsidiary stuff and merge a lot of their different companies into one umbrella, pretty much. And with that in mind and stuff, even though the... Even though, like, uh, Warner Games and stuff has been highly profitable for them, I'm kind of wondering if this is going to, which publisher, not which, uh, like, yeah, which major major publishers are going to go under? Is it going to go in EA or Activision? Or is it going to be one of the other, like, console makers, like a Microsoft or PlayStation? I mean, that's the second thing that I want to know about in terms of this next game that Rocksteady does because depending upon publisher, I feel like the quality is going to dip or improve in regards to what type of who, actually no, what not what type, but like which publisher is going to get their hands upon the Warner Brothers games license and stuff. But uh, we won't know until the whole DC experience stuff goes on. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm with you where it's like, you know, but there's like the report came out today that like uh, the now the new thing is that maybe uh, WB doesn't want to sell Rocksteady, WB Montreal, and Nether Realms, the three most profitable um, companies, probably the three biggest companies they own for the gaming side. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like we'd be more excited about this had um, you know like Suicide Squad the movie had done better. You know, where it's like, all right, like the, the the movie came out and it wasn't very impressive. No one really, it came out. A lot of people hated it. Um, yep, the Suicide uh, Squad, the Birds of Prey, those two movies. Well, Birds of, Birds of Prey was was pretty good, but I feel like the Suicide Squad movie really hurt it. Where it's like, I actually, uh, Courtney and I watched it a few weeks ago and surprisingly thought it was 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 good. I, I enjoyed. it. I thought it was pretty good, but um, yeah, I don't know, like. I feel like that hurt. It probably would have been better off if they just never, if the Suicide Squad movie didn't come out, I think it'd be a little probably better off than the fact they did come out. Um, and, you know, just the whole DC where the movies are in general have not been great. Um, 
you know, it's like people are excited about the Avenger movie, game coming out because of how great the Marvel movies have been. Like that's 90% of the fanfare behind it is the fact that, you know, Marvel's been kicking ass on these movies for over a decade now. And it's like the DCU has been pretty bad. And it's like, they're essentially like rebooting already. It's like they're coming out like now, like the, the justice league movies, you know, getting a, a different version coming out next year. Um, so it's, I don't know, like, the, I think that, I mean, it's silly that they shouldn't affect it, but they do. Um, I don't know. And also the fact that it's a games as a service, I mean, that personally does suck, I think, a little bit. And yeah, well, if they do get sold, like, well, how's that going to affect things? Or is this game going to come out and then two years from now going to be just left to die? Or are they going to keep it going? How's that going to work out? Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, wait and see. I want to see more of it, but it sounds like what we're going to get for this at the DC fandom is a... Um, probably like a teaser trailer because it sounds like it's years off and then the wb montreal game which is supposed to be a batman game that one's a little closer but we uh, sounds like we're not supposed to expect much from those either so i don't want to wait and see like we, the people this has been a big thing people will talk about they've been weird teases for these games for like over a year now on twitter and like really bad teases and then just months of silence and then they'll tease something and then months of silence and so it's been fucking weird um, so I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, hopefully, you know, they come out and it blows his way and we're in a little more excited, but, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like I said, wait and see. Uh, but I think Gables, that one's going to uh, wrap it up for us this week. Um, all think, right. yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we're at all the places, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitch, iTunes, uh, Google, um, where do you listen? Google podcast, excuse me, I just burped. Spotify, um, uh, every, pretty much everything. If you want to check us out in those places, tw- uh, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Drunk Dash Nerds, Drunk Nerds Pod, uh, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast, whatever. Look at all those places. Like, follow, um, subscribe, thumbs up, comment, review, whatever you can do to help us. Uh, we really appreciate it if you would do those for us. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I was your host. I was Tyler. And I've been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, I hope you have yourself a fantastic week. Take care of yourselves. Make sure you wear your masks. But most yes. importantly of all that, Thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Oh, hey, Gables. Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.